When you start a business, who do you start it for? Do you start it for yourself? Do you start it for your family? Do you start it so that you can make a million dollars? Do you start it for your customers? What if you started your business with a purpose to serve your customers' customers? Reverse engineer it. And to do that, let's talk to a former engineer. Let's talk to Deb Wazilko of Baskets Galore next. This is Purpose Under Pressure. This is Purpose Under Pressure, sharing stories of purpose, storms that rise in the business world that can knock you off of yours. I'm Brian Leffelock. I'm glad that you're here. Let's turn it up. Our guest today is the president and founder of Baskets Galore. It's Northeast Ohio family business marketing company, marketing and baskets. Wait a minute. There's got to be a story there. We're going to talk about that. Also specializes in relationship marketing through turnkey gift programs. In other words, if you want customers and keep them happy, or if you want new customers and make them happy, uh, we're gonna, I think you just found your people. So Deb Wazilko, president and founder of Baskets Galore, welcome to Purpose Under Pressure. Thank you so much, Brian. It is such a pleasure to be here and to talk with you. People don't know it, but I ran into you a long while back, and we've been hoping to do this kind of a thing for a long time. You just inspire me with your commitment to family business, commitment to excellence. Um, I think there's some purpose there, too, and we're going to get into that, and I just can't wait to tell this story. So, Deb, welcome to the show. I think let's start by telling people, I, I said baskets, and I said marketing. Tell me about baskets galore. Tell me what, what you do and uh, you know, kind of what makes this company great. Talk to me about the company. Yeah, Brian, thank you for so much for asking us, having us on the show. We create good feelings with gifts, and we help people use gifting, touch gifting, as a marketing tool, sales tool, HR tool. What does that mean? Uh, that means that um, we take hand-curated gifts. Um, some of them are small. They start maybe at $14. They go up to 500 And we add hand-curated items, um, food. We specialize in food, like charcuterie. And local, and local products, and wine and cheese pairing. But we add your branding to the gift, be it the packaging, the box, the ribbon, your card. And we marry those two things together. So it's all about you giving that gift and making people feel special and nurtured. And making people realize that it's coming from the business and that you that the business cares about the person enough to give such a quality gift. Now, we're not talking about one-at-a-time little gifts things. We're talking about corporate marketing, small business marketing. But how does it work? What, what's the expectation here, if you had to explain to people what you're doing there? Yeah, we do volume. Um, well, we handle small businesses that maybe <laughs> just need 50 small things a year. And we go up to large national companies like Progressive and Sherwin-Williams that need four to 5,000 gifts maybe in a quarter yeah. um, to, to nurture, to onboard their clients, to yeah. onboard uh, their employees, to attract talent, to convert them, to appreciate them throughout the year, and to keep them happy both in their company and virtually. Yeah, and so I'm thinking about my experience in, in life as a salesperson for 32 years. I've knocked on a lot of doors. I've made a lot of cold calls. Man, if I just had a little gift that had my name on it, a little something to reward people for talking to me, whatever it might be, what a great feeling that feels. And, and it's not just about giving someone something. It's, it's a marketing program. It is. It's actually a fabulous marketing tool. We yeah. know how to help you grow. We know how to help you convert, attract leads, 
and more, most importantly, Brian, retain, right? Retain. That's right. what we want to do. Retain our talent, retain our clients, and sell up and across. And we complement, you know, what you do in digital, actually. Mm-hmm. We handle the relationship end. You and I talked about this. Connections are not necessarily relationships, but we nurture that so that people love an unexpected surprise. They love to open a box. They can tell by the um, the outcome of what they receive um, and, and the results and the metrics and how people are feeling, and that creates that bond. And when you do that, beautiful things happen in your business. Folks, you can tell she knows what she's talking about. This is not about the basket. It's about the marketing and the relationship, but the basket is awesome. I just think it's an amazing uh, combination. It's about the feelings. So let's get into that. Let's talk about feelings. Let's let's go to the idea that this is a family business that you started. You didn't buy in or anything. I mean, you created this idea. You built this thing. That comes from purpose, and that's what this show is all about. So why did you do this? What is your purpose, Deb, as a, as a person? How does this marry together? Let's talk purpose, and then let's get into the troubles that that yeah, causes. I, I, I love that question because I started this business just in the beginning of the 21st century. Um, I had left my corporate job. I'm a process engineer, quality engineer, um, and I worked in medical devices. And my colleagues were like, what are you doing? And I saw in the beginning of the 21st century with e-commerce and everything taking off, you know what? We're moving very quickly here. We're being overloaded with technology, communication. What is going on? I've always loved design. Mm -hmm. I've always loved giving. And I thought, you know, you got a business degree too. Let's put all that together, shake it up in a bag, and let's create something that's going to make a difference in the world. What is going to make people feel special? What is going to help business people grow and stay connected? And that's how this was developed, partially out of need in the industry, but doing something I, and that I love. And also, um, we're a Christian company. We want to give back. We want to lift people. You know, people now more than ever, they're, they're hurting. They're feeling isolated. Um, they're, they've been through hell and back, and we need ways to, as a business, humanize what we do. And so that is our purpose. We want to humanize business. We want to lift people up with something positive, unexpected. Now, when you built the business, we didn't know all these things that were coming. Like, the, like Things have gotten really hard. Was was the purpose that you have now that you see this ability to lift people, was that there at the beginning or was it, hey, I've got a good business idea, let's get started? How much purpose took place at the very beginning? Yeah, I think I think our purpose evolves every year and we con- constantly like optimize, that. right? Mm. So mm. being a process engineer, we're always looking at doing things better. We started with baskets, but then we quickly we quickly learned what did the industry need? What did salespeople need? They were looking for small touch gifts. So we started doing that. Um, we started doing gifts for different industries, vertical marketing, for salespeople, realtors, healthcare, builders. And we saw what their needs were and we, we adjusted, we became nimble. And we didn't always just say, sell the one basket. Let's sell you bundles. Mm-hmm. And let's let's scale this so that we started small. We you know we weren't with Sherwin Williams and Progressive and Parker Hannifin yet, um, but we started early, getting our foot in the door, 
and we learned quickly how to get into our foot in the door with corporate people, but also we wanted to serve small businesses and not alienate them because mm-hmm. there's hundreds of them and they need our attention too. Mm-hmm. So what, what happens there when you're trying to do, because that's hard to do. Those are two different, very different beasts, corporate business, small business. They, they want the same things, but they do it differently in many ways. How do you maintain your purpose of doing things well, but still serve both? Does that ever get well, hard? It, it does, because we we gotten very good at that and knowing who our audience is and who we're speaking to and what would be the ideal um, just sweet spot for them and, and using gifting as a tool. So we speak different languages to those industries. So when so number one, it's always about, you know, persona. Who's yep. in front of us? Um, I'm going to speak a different language to HR people versus salespeople versus a business owner that has multiple needs. I'm going to speak a different language to a progressive and a Parker Hanavan and um, a Moen than I am to a small business maybe just starting up. So but the it's, goal it's just, is always the same, isn't it, Deb? The goal, the goal is always is the same. The same. To ah. connect, to build relationship, that, that is the purpose. You know, that is purpose. always because beautiful things happen when you're relating and people trust you yeah. and they want to align with you because you're nurturing them. They can people can tell when you're investing in them. And they and you're doing a little bit more. And that's what we want to be. That not necessarily more expensive, but just a little bit more that makes that difference and helps you flourish as a company or a department. So I quickly switch gears depending on who I'm speaking with and who the size is. And we have products for all of those. It's, there's no project too small or too large for us. The thing Bring I love on. about this it's show big. is that we Bring always figure out, we always get to the point where like, this is what it's about. It's not about who is buying it. It's about who they're buying it for. And that's your purpose. It's that customer and that relationship. And, and the corporations or the small business, they'll figure out what they need to do. You figure out who you're talking to. So you've got a purpose and a, and a, and a, and a design to serve people, to help businesses serve their customers. Let's talk about the storms that get in the way that knock you off. And it happens in small business. We know what we want to do, but then something comes along, some opportunity, some different thing or some problem. Let's talk about some storms that can try to knock you off your path. Yeah, and I think, and I love that you're asking this because we don't talk enough about no, we don't. the ugly, right? The ugly. Um, we're like, you know, we're always polished in front of a camera or doing an interview or what have you or an article. But we don't talk about the ugly, and I just want a, a couple things. Um, one is growth, right? We all have not enough people. But, you know, we've even had some technology issues where a major company want is, wanted us to set up um, a, a private web page. We have private web pages for our clients. Mm-hmm. And they want to be able to punch out of their procurement system, like a Coupa system, um, in their ERP system, into our website and then punch back into their system so that a PO is generally gen, um, automatically generated. And then a PO is signed. When the gift is sent, we, we, an invoice is generated. Okay. So we, you know, when sometimes we're taking on these larger clients, they have requirements. To be a preferred vendor, you have to set up certain technology for them. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, where do you begin? You know, you it's... You know, I always say this to Brian, I would do what I do for free. 
I would design and project manage your projects for free. What I get paid for is handling all the technology and the scaling and the problems with sourcing um, and, and um, bringing on the right talent. That's what I get paid for, the pressure. <laughs> Do you ever say no in the face of pressure to hold on to what you find near and dear? A company wants something and a company gets to flash their dollars and get whatever they want and people will say yes all the time. You've got a purpose. Do you ever say, sorry, that's not a good idea. It's not for us. I mean, how do you protect the company from those things? I'm, I'm, I have not said no to the growth. I'll be honest with you. Um, people always say she doesn't go down easy. And if it's, if it's the right fit for our company, and I see this as a growth opportunity, I don't put a constraint on it like, you know, we don't have enough space, which we're running out of, quite frankly, yeah. and I don't have enough people. Guess what? I'm an engineer. I'm going to figure it out. Okay. And so, so far... It's been a lovely marriage of people coming to us and that vetting process where we're figuring out how to grow. And I'm not going to say, say, you know what, maybe we're, oh, no, we're just starting to grow. We're, we're yeah. sta- things are just starting to take hold for us. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, bring it on. Are you a business owner or manager whose sales staff struggles prospecting and driving new business? Do your sellers need a serious tune-up? As the new economy grows, make sure your sales team is ready to grow your business. The Ruby Group, a Sandler sales training facility, builds well-oiled, bulletproofed sales teams. Take control of your revenue success. Email mike.jones at sandler.com. That's mike.jones at sandler.com. And don't forget, in the trenches, we don't default to our level of expertise. We default to our level of training. A wise man told me once, Deb, you throw the football where the player is supposed to be so that he catches it then. And, and you don't throw it to where he's at now. You've got to be thinking ahead and moving forward. So, Well, well yeah. I mean, you know, am I afraid? Yes. Have I gotten up? Have last, you know, last year when I was setting up this technology as well as scaling, did I want to throw up every morning? Yeah, I did. I'll be honest with you. Let's just talk about it. But you know what? When, you, when you're afraid and you do it anyway, it builds courage. And then we repeat, and then we take on more. We go through the pain, we go through the growth, we get help, we, there's people out there to help. Um, I'm not afraid to delegate and to bring people on. And then we do it and it builds more courage and more confidence. So let's talk about fear, because I think that fear comes from a deeper place than just keeping the business. We can start another business someday. If this one doesn't work, we can start another one. But family, now you've got a family business. That family business supports the family. That's it, it all intertwines, and there's a ton of pressure there. Let's talk about purpose in your family because that's not easy to do to run a family business this way. And your family business isn't just your name. Your daughter's there. Your husband's there. Like that, That's your business. What kind of pressure comes in on your purpose as a family that kind of knocks you off stride? Yeah, I mean, um, a year and a half ago, I thought I was passing a kidney stone. They did a CT scan, and I had a huge mass on my ovary. Oh, wow. um, a year and a half ago, I'm thinking, I could be a goner. Wow. I better get really clear. Um, you know, through the grace of God, everything is good. I'm fine. I recovered very quickly. But that takes you off your purpose and your vision. You're, you have to reprioritize, you know, handle it, um, you know, keep the people around you going, and I was able to stay very positive and, and hopeful um, about this. And I'm fine. 
I'm fine. Um, You know, another thing that I think we don't talk about enough is people are dealing with uh, men and women, all ages, are taking care of elderly parents. Yeah. Right? Um, They're they have or a sick child with cancer or whatever you know it how do we do this every day i don't know exactly what you're going through but i can relate because you know i i've done it too taking care of john's dad my mother um Mm -hmm. while the kids were little and even my son at the age of 14 had a serious illness and how as a woman and a man or woman, but I'm just going to say we have some different pressures and different unique things we deal with because we are the one everyone looks at to handle the pro- the business and the family and the health, you know, making health decisions, um, you know, uh, you know, through health care and all of that and taking care of your son. We had to put the business on hold, meaning I took or- we took orders but we mm-hmm. that's when we had to say maybe no or we couldn't do it now because we had to care for our son and his recovering, his healing. He's fine now. He's 25. Yeah. He's great. Good. I just want to let you know. But, you know, what? what is our next best step then? And we had to come, my husband and I had to come together and say, okay, we're going to split this up. We're going to, um, we're going to care for, you know, Gabe. We're going to get this handled. And um, we... I didn't want people to think that I couldn't handle the business because, oh, she's too busy. She has health problems. Maybe she won't be able to handle it. Well, things change. People heal. People recover. But you have to want, it's a delicate balance between that. Um, taking on a business and managing it, but your, your family's first yes. and yet not overdoing it and causing yet another bigger problem. And that's the key, isn't it? We, we, you know that family's first, and I know that my family's first, and the listeners out there know what they would do. But you've got a public persona, and you've got a business that is, has to grow. How do you take care of your purpose, which is your family, but yet leave enough time how do you make that work so people do think, oh, she does have it. She does have it. It's okay, and this business is still thriving. How do you give enough to the business and yet not abandon your purpose? Well, what I did is I brought my f- other f- people to help. You know, I, I needed to rely on my team. I, yeah. I grew this business with, as you know, a very small team. It was me and two part-time people. And um, now we're, we're, you know, have excelled with more fabulous people. My daughter's on board and so forth. But I think my family jumped in to pick one part up of the illness, helping with transportation. My team stepped up and worked more hours. My <laughs> husband helped me. The clients that I trusted knew I would say, I am assuring you that this is going to be handled. We can take this on if they knew. And then we just kind of low we didn't want to take on too much new business during that time but just maintain kind of like through the 2008 recession and during covid where many of us were just like look we don't know what's going to happen but if i can just maintain and encourage people to market (laughs) because that's when you need to do it most 
you know, I'm I'm going off a little bit, but I think we just were in a ma- maintenance mindset, not a growth. Yeah. And I think I relied I think on thing. prayer, mm-hmm. people, um, direction, guidance um, from the good Lord, and you know, in asking for help and just you know being in present moment of what I have to do every day to get through this. Did you ever panic a little? Oh gosh, yeah. Oh yeah. What's, that, maybe like? Not what's that like when you when you freak out when the door's closed and you're freaking out? What's that like? Because <laughs> you've got it put together otherwise. <laughs> um, you know, I'm 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 a little impatient. Yeah. Um, my team loves me. Um, I they know if uh, if I'm back in production that something may be wrong. They, if yeah. if I <laughs> if they see me back there, they know that. Um, you know, I I'm human. Um, I may have an oh shit moment, yeah. Um, but they they know me in my true essence. In that, if I get a little stressed, it's not about them; it's about the situation. And I'm human. If I have a weak moment, I will clearly apologize, and they'll say, "Deb, we we got you." Yeah, you, because we, they know what you're all about. They know your they purpose know what I'm and they about, know what's and, real. Yeah, and yeah. they know um, what's on my shoulders. So let's talk about that a little bit moving forward. What's on your shoulders? You've built this company now, and it's growing, and you're serving these big companies. What's next for Baskets Galore, and and what is the next issue that you think you'll have to face to make sure that you rely on your purpose uh, in the the face of the upcoming pressure? What 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 might be happening in the future? You know, Brian, we have many small businesses that we support, hundreds of them, and we have a few very large ones. And really, um, we we got to scale this. We don't. We do not want to be the best kept secret. This that's ridiculous. That's that's stupid. <laughs> um, we don't well, want to be that restaurant that no one knows about you. that exclusive. No, yeah. everyone can have this. We need to um, scale and market what we're doing. And, yeah. and create um, that package so more people know about us and how we can solve their problems and how we can align with their corporate goals and how this is proven and how it works. I mean, we know how to do this. We know how to help you make money. We know how to build those relationships and stretch your budget. It's We know how to do it. We do it every day, and 90% of our business now is doing that. However, not enough people know about us. Yeah. And that's got to be our next step. Isn't that the amazing thing that when you rely on purpose, and we, if we rewound to the beginning of the show, we realized that what you care about is serving people well and building relationships. And your purpose is so strong that now you're like, I need to serve more people. Not enough people have this thing that they need. And so you're just doing everything you can to grow into that. And that's tremendous. I think I think so. I think there's a need out there, and people need to feel cared for and yep. loved and nurtured. And I know we're in business, but you know what? We're all people. Corporate, we got to humanize that, Brian. Yeah. What somebody once said, and we've heard it before. Hey, hey, hey! Don't worry about it. It's not. It's not personal. It's just business. This isn't personal shit. And I remember thinking to myself, no, we should say it's not business. It's personal. You know, I know we're doing business, but everything we do is personal. And and so, um, Deb, I hope that people will call you and say, how can I help my customers be happy? Because I think that's what it's all about. My customers, my employees, potential customers, how can I make them want to do business with me 
because they just feel good when they're doing it. That's what you're trying to do, isn't it? Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness, yes. Whether it's a vendor or customer experience, your CX, you know, it's it's all, it starts from the beginning and goes all the way through your lifelong customers and clients so, and employees. And employees. Can't forget about that because you said it before, reten- retention. <laughs> they need to stay. It's uh, You can't find a new one, so you better keep the one you have. And, and you have ways to help people do that. So if people wanted to reach out to you, Deb, how would they do that? How would they get involved with Baskets Galore? So, um, of course, we have a website, uh, basketsgaloregifts.com. Um, our phone number is 330-220-0088. You can follow us on social, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and our handle is at basketsgaloregifts. And then lastly, if you would like to email us and just say, hey, I want just to meet with you for that 15 minute to see, you know, how can you even help us here? What are your ideas? We are happy to do that. And that's complimentary, Brian. And that's, you can reach out at wow at basketsgaloregifts.com. And in my experience with you, Deb, and so that people know, when you talk with Deb, you're, you're going to hear some ideas and you're going to hear some strategies and some, some, some creative ways to take care of the issues that you have. So go ahead and share them with her and, uh, and see what comes out on the other side, and, and you'll be glad that you did. So Deb Wazilko, founder and president of Baskets Galore, thank you so much for being a guest on Purpose Under Pressure. Thank you, Brian. It's all our pleasure. Folks, this is Purpose Under Pressure. It's brought to you by Brian Media Strategies, providing brand building strategies for small business growth. Similar to what Deb does, trying to help people grow their businesses, uh, but like she said earlier, in a, in a completely different but uh, collaborative way. You can check out brianmediastrategies.com for more Purpose Under Pressure podcasts. We do this once a week. Past episodes are there. I'm Brian Leffelock. This is Purpose Under Pressure. We'll turn it up again next week.